Welcome to Paris and Bazcast, where we answer your property and finance-related questions. And here's this week's topic with your hosts, Gurdev and Anmol Singh. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Paris and Bazcast, where we come to you uh, live every Thursday at 3 p.m. to talk about or to discuss topics impacting property management, sales and finance, the three services we provide here at Paris and Baz. Today, we're joined by Gavin Coulson from Smoke Alarm Testing Services to talk about the importance of uh, smoke alarm maintenance and the risk and compliance associated with those. Gavin, welcome. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Uh, so smoke alarms, uh, talking about that from the investment properties. Firstly, a little bit about yourself. Yep. Yeah, okay. So look, smoke alarm uh, testing services have been established uh, in Australia for 10 years now. And we primarily, primarily deal with the maintenance, upkeep and, and compliance of smoke alarms in, re- in your rental property. Yeah. Uh, so do you want me to go into the sort of what the service yeah. entails? Yeah. Or, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially... Uh, what we do is, a, is an annual inspection of the property yep. where we will come out and, and expect, inspect the uh, property for alarms that are installed. Are they installed in the correct places? And if they're not, we do so on the spot. Yep. Uh, the alarms are removed off the ceiling. We uh, test and change the batteries if required. Mm-hmm. We check that the uh, smoke alarm hasn't expired and uh, we test it with a decibel reader to make sure that it's sounding at the right decibels. You know, a working smoke alarm sounds yep. at 85 decibels or more yep. uh, as per our manufacturer's instructions. And yep. so ensuring that that's done, we then provide a, a statement of compliance to the yep. landlord yep. so that they have proof that their property complies with current legislation. Right. So yeah. you're basically taking the headache away from the landlords and it's your responsibility. That's um, correct, yeah. And annual one annual inspection that was? Yeah, every, yeah. every year. So we do an annual inspection yeah. and the, the service actually includes unlimited visits to the property yeah. uh, throughout the year uh, for a you know, change of tenancy or you know if there's any problem with any of the alarms. Yeah, yeah. So keeping in mind that the landlord's responsibility is to provide a working smoke alarm at the start of each tenancy. Right, so the start of each tenancy and the, I guess, each tenancy. Which is why we go on the tenancy change with a fresh statement of compliance. So you've got a statement from us saying your property complied at the start of the tenancy. Yeah. Right, okay. So the current legislation is that as long as the smoke alarm is working at the beginning of the tenancy, the owner has um, done their responsibility. But in terms of maintaining that, there's no clear... Uh, legislation at this point in time which says that who maintain these, is that correct? Yeah, well the landlord is responsible for maintaining the smoke alarm. So if it's not working, if the tenant says to you the smoke alarm's beeping all the time, the landlord must must fix and replace it, like any appliance, like the oven or anything else. Yeah. Uh, so they must maintain it if they've been made aware. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if they're aware that the alarm's uh, beeping all the time, something's going wrong, might even be a flat battery, yeah. they can call us and come and sort it out straight away. Yeah. But a lot of the times, tenants, if they hear that, they do tend to change the batteries themselves, which is obviously exposing themselves to the risk of uh, right. not doing it right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Want to be compliant, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Want to be compliant, and we've got to remember that as a as a tenant, you know, smoke alarms are generally installed on the ceiling, or they should be anyway. Yeah. So, do you want your tenant grabbing a dining chair and standing up and and dealing yeah. with a smoke alarm, or bringing a ladder in and out of the house? So, you do have that issue of are you putting your tenant at risk by insisting? That they do you know get so. up and change a battery themselves. Yeah. Same as changing a light globe. Most of them will just do it. But yep. as you know, if they ask you to do it as yep. a landlord, you need to go and change the light globe for them. True. Yep. You can't say you must climb on a chair and do it yourself. Yeah. Yep. 
So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you, if, if you're aware that they, you know, that the recommendation under the legislation is that the tenant should replace the smoke alarm battery every 12 months. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk yeah. about change of daylight saving, change of battery, all these sorts of things. Yeah. But how do you know that they've actually done it? Yeah. And if there's you've got no a, yeah, there's no record. And you've, if you've got a battery operated smoke alarm and the tenant hasn't changed the battery, do you have a working smoke alarm in your tenancy? Mm. Yeah. And, what, and another point you touched on earlier, 10 years is the lifespan of a smoke alarm? Yeah. And there's a lot of them that are above the 10-year mark? Correct. Yeah. So all smoke alarms have a 10-year expiry date. Yeah. Uh, we've t- just on 12 years since we saw legislation change in New South Wales, all, all property in New South Wales, where you must have a working smoke alarm on your property. So yeah. this is even outside ten- tenants of properties. Yeah. Um, and so they may still be working, but they're expired. Mm. If they're expired, they're not compliant under the current yeah. legislation. Yeah. Right, so that's a big risk to tenants out there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and the owners, because if you have a fire and it's found that the smoke alarm didn't operate, yeah. someone was injured or worse, yeah. and your smoke alarms were expired, yeah. your tenant's been in there for 12 months, you definitely didn't provide a working smoke alarm yeah. at the start of the tenancy. And there's no record of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's and so the insurance company is looking for someone to blame, and we're, you know, yeah. as we know, they're looking for a weakness somewhere. Mm. True. Yeah. Usually the agent first, because yeah. the agent's yeah. got easy access yeah. to insurance. Yeah. That's an easy target, and if the agent can prove that they did their job, well, then it's going to be the landlord. Yeah. Mm. That's Absolutely. what happens. And there's an example that you said, um, yeah. a case study as well. Yeah, um, so a case study that uh, we have become aware of is that uh, a property manager went into a property to do their routine t- um, uh, inspection, found that the, uh, the, the smoke alarm's battery needed to be replaced, asked the tenant to do that. Tenant said, yes, I'll look into it. But uh, by the time that they actually did, in between there, there was a fire and they actually lost their child. And that's happened just recently, or because um, there wasn't a particular procedure that was followed by a professional to come out to test to see that these uh, were a working smoke alarm. So a lot of the times when um, properties are being renovated or built, um, owners do tend to go for a cheaper option. So can you explain to us a bit of difference about with the ionization method and the photoelectric um, product that's out there and how that yeah, works? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's approximately 96 smoke alarms approved for use in New South Wales at the moment. Yeah. Um, and they can be either ionisation or photoelectric. Yeah. I think anyone you talk to really will recommend a photoelectric smoke alarm. Certainly Fire and Safety in New South Wales does. Yeah. Uh, the ionisation has a, there's a couple of ways you can tell. One, it has a little radioactive symbol on it because yep. it contains a small trace amount of radioactive material. Yeah. And the ionisation, to make it simple without getting into all the technical technical bits and pieces is that you know we say it tends to smell smoke so it has a sensor in there that smells a change in the air or notices a change in the air yeah and they're very good at, at detecting rapidly burning fire so a house that's totally on fire mm. they're, they're very quick at picking that up yeah not mm. so good at detecting a little bit of smoke from a, a slow smoldering fire so mm. a curtain that's blown over the heater and it's just starting to smolder or as we're seeing these days um, a mobile phone charger that's starting to melt the plastic, yeah. that sort of thing. They, mm. you know, they've been shown to take 14 to 20 minutes to wow. detect that type of fire. Yeah, that's the ionisation. Yeah, yeah. ionisation. Against yeah. the photoelectric, which yeah. we use, which you know has been shown to pick it up within sort of 90 seconds to two minutes. Wow. So the photoelectric has two sensors. It mm-hmm. literally is seeing the air between the sensors. And when it sees a change in that air, it sounds. Mm. That's basically how it works. Yeah. Uh, they're less affected by steam from the shower, little bit of smoke from your toaster, mm. um, humidity, high cha- your changes in, in temperature, yep. um, you know, all those sorts of natural you know, dust 
insects, those yeah. sort of things have much less effect on a photoelectric smoke alarm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what is the requirements for the area? Is that one smoke alarm per level? So if it's a two-storey property, it is per level? Or yeah, well, it... in New South Wales, you need to have a, a smoke alarm installed at the entrance to each set of bedrooms, essentially, or yeah. they say egress at the egress point to each yeah. set of bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a hallway with three bedrooms on it, that must have a smoke alarm in the hallway. Yeah. If you have another room with a bedroom off it, there must be another one at the entrance to that bedroom. Yeah. Uh, or if there is no hallway, it needs to be installed in the area between the main living area and the bedroom. Right. So that is, it's pretty basic recommenda- uh, recommendations at the moment yep. in New South Wales. Yep, and chain connected. So if one sounds, the other sounds? I think that's Not at the moment. One. No, so, okay. No, so that is, that's, that's the upper end of smoke alarm legislation yep. in Queensland by 2022. If you've got an investment property in Queensland, yep. you will need to have a smoke alarm installed in every bedroom, right? Well, the entrance to every set of bedrooms on every level. Yeah. So if you've got a, a typical Queenslander with two levels, you've got a garage and maybe a room downstairs. That's mm. one alarm. Four bedrooms, four alarms. Two hallways going to them. Two more alarms. They must all be connected. They must all talk right. to each other. So one goes off, they all go off. Yeah. Okay. They also must have a lithium, either a lithium ionide battery. So it's a battery like your mobile phone. So it's yep. a ten-year battery, non-changeable. Yep. Or be hardwired. Yeah, okay. Well, so that's sort of where it could end up, not yeah, not on the horizon in New South Wales, as far as we know. Yeah. And what percentage would you say are non-compliant at this stage? Yeah, well, when we take on, if we were to take on a new rent roll, for example, you know, 500 properties or something like that, you know, we do find 40 to 60% of them either have non-working or expired smoke alarms. Mm, well, that's I mean... Lot. We just yeah. had a property we were just discussing uh, that was built about six months ago that uh, when um, it went through, uh, it didn't comply, mm-hmm. so it needed to be changed. So obviously, there's a, a cheaper end or a, a different uh, model that's been installed there that's not compliant, yeah. so yeah. that's been changed recently. Um, and what are the differences in the strata building? So those that own investment properties as units, what is the uh, difference in there? Yeah, so really, really common for us to hear, I don't need to do, I don't need your service because it's a strata building and strata look after it. Yeah. So the thing to understand is the strata managers have a responsibility to provide what's called a fire, uh, a fire safety inspection annually yep. to the local council. And they, they're regulated by the local council. So that deals with things like um, exit signs, uh, smoke, uh, smoke extinguish, uh, fire extinguishers, um, you know, fire hoses, those sorts yep. of things. Yep. They they don't actually deal with smoke alarms generally in property. And depending on the council regulations, depends on how many internal inspections, this is internally inside the unit, mm. they need to do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in this area, this uh, Hills Shire, I believe it's around about 32% yep. of properties need to be, ins- be inspected internally. So if you've got 10 units, they've only got to get inside three and they can call the building compliant, compliant. Yep. as per local council fire regulations. Yep. So the question is, the landlord is, how do you prove you provided a working smoke alarm at the start of the tenancy? Because mm. Estrada gives you no proof that they've done this inspection. It's not shared mm. to the owners, mm. nor can you get a copy of it. Mm. Uh, and secondly, how do you prove they were in your unit? Yours was one of the ones that was internally inspected. Mm. It probably wasn't if it's tenanted, because yeah. the simple fact is, in a building of 10, there's two or three people that probably live there. Mm. Uh, there's the lady that puts the bins out and there's the guy that meets the gardener every week. Mm. Those guys are home and they let them in. So there's two. They've just got to get through one more. So yeah. it's it's pretty common that your unit hasn't been inspected internally. Mm. How do you prove you had a working smoke alarm? So it really all comes back to, as a landlord, what proof do you have? Yeah. Mm. If someone's injured, how are you mm. going to prove that it wasn't your fault? 
Yeah. There's a question we've got from Vikas. For a freestanding house, what are the service charges for annual checkups and replacement of batteries? So, well, let's talk about your service and what that involves. Yeah, so our service is an annual service, so it's $99 a year. Mm-hmm. And so we'll come out, as I said before, come out and inspect the property, make sure it has the right amount of smoke alarms, remove them, clean them, test them and replace them, mm-hmm. uh, and change the batteries yep. if, if it's a battery-operated alarm. Yep. Uh, it also includes an unlimited visits to the property, for the following 12 months. Yep. So if you have a change of tenancy, for example, tenant changes will come out again, issue a new statement of compliance, so you've got a fresh statement at the start of the tenancy. Yep. And we'll also come out and deal with any, you've got a beeping alarm for some reason. Yep. Uh, very uncommon with the with the alarms that we use, but yep. can happen. Yep. Um, we'll come and inspect it and change it if required. Yeah, okay. um, that's pretty genuine. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what does it normally cover? So the fact that you come out and change it over to, yeah. with a new, uh, a compliant smoke alarm? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we do have a, a smoke alarm charge, whether it be a 9 volt or a 240 volt. Yep. Uh, and depending on where you're located, but if we talk about New South Wales, they're $25 and $50 yep. installed with a 10-year extended warranty. And this is So once you've done them, yeah, yep. that's an addition to the $99. Okay, so the $99 is to maintain, to so make sure they're working. Yep. But if you're actually installing a new one or replacing yep. a non-working one, that's yep. an additional cost, isn't it? It is, yeah. So you're talking about a, a $25 charge for a 9-volt alarm that retails, I think, at about $38. Right. So we're still providing them well below cost. Yeah. And there's no installation charge in, yep. in addition. Yeah. Uh, the key thing with us is that we're using, at the moment, we, we use a European-made alarm. So there's 96 alarms approved in New South Wales. Yeah. One is made outside of China. Yeah. I don't wish to offend anyone with that, but the reality is... Uh, the, the Brooks alarms that we use at the moment have a failure rate of less than 0.001%. Right. So they're tested three times at the factory. So yep. basically, if they don't work, they don't leave the factory. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's what yeah. it comes down to. So mm. in, in an area like this, um, you know, this Hills District where you've got a lot of new homes, mm. um, you know, it's you're not getting a Brooks alarm installed with a new project type home. Yeah. You're getting one of the cheaper models that you can buy in Bunnings for 6 or $7. Yeah. Uh, and they just don't last 10 years. Yeah. So they have a 10-year expiry, mm. but they won't work for 10 years, mm. almost guaranteed. Yeah. So mm. Mm. we just made a decision to offer the very best product because yep. we're talking about protecting people's lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got plenty of competitors that use a different type of product and they yep. will install them for free. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a decision. I want to have for the, the best thing in. Hence yep. why we offer a 10-year extended warranty. Okay. So once you've once you've got working smoke alarms from us in your property, yep. you're covered for the expiry date. So once you've spent the twenty five dollars, that's it. That's for, that's for it years. for ten yeah. years. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And so you could say, well, there are some suppliers in the market that will provide a smoke alarm free of charge, and there is. Yep. And if it breaks, they just go put a new one in. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But what happens in that time between when it stops working, or it's beeping every time the tenant? has toast in the toaster, yep. they stick it in the kitchen drawer until you come and do your next routine inspection. You say, yep. where's the smoke alarm? Yep. Oh, yeah, it's been beeping, it's in the kitchen drawer. Mm. What happens in that period if there's a fire and someone dies mm. or is badly injured mm. and the tenant says, oh, yeah, well, it was beeping, I put it in the drawer? Or, mm. or worse, the tenant can't actually tell you anymore that it's in yep. the drawer, the yeah. fire guys find it. Yeah, because yeah. yep. majority of the time has been a lot of, um, uh, there you go, there's something else. I uh, show the number. Yes, we will do the cars. We'll uh, provide you the contact details as well. Um, so what I was saying is a majority of the times when um, tenants are cooking and the uh, it, it's uh, setting off the alarm, they normally either disconnect it or try to tamper with it, which legally you're not supposed to do that. But 
with these um, particular model, like how sensitive are they for normal cooking, for example? Yeah, so the, um, you know, one thing from our high level of smoke alarm, so this can't be said for all smoke alarms in the market, they're all a little bit different. Yep. So the first thing is photoelectric, less sensitive to steam from the shower. The two things are steam from the shower, yep. big change in temperature. Yep. So, you know, there's parts of the country, particularly where we have 40 degrees and 15 degrees overnight type yep. of thing. Yep. Um, and insects is yep. the other thing. So photoelectric are less sensitive to those. Mm. Uh, pretty much the more you spend on your smoke alarm, mm. the less it's going to be affected by those sorts of things. Yep. That's pretty yeah. much as true as it gets. Yeah, so and it's because they do product. things like, uh, you know, much finer insect mesh and things like that yep. to stop bugs getting in there. Because, yep. um, you know, if you look at the typical smoke alarm, um, you know, it, it's like a block of units for insects, right? Yeah. It's just got lots yeah. of little it's slots always, and it's a great yeah. place to go and build a nest or something like that, yeah, which is why they need to be removed and cleaned and checked, yeah, yeah. not mm. just push the button. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you so much for that. So just to recap, so the current legislation or what the current requirement is from a landlord's perspective at the beginning of each tenancy, a working smoke alarm needs to be provided. Um, and what we do, and we do encourage all of our landlords that we have on our portfolio to take on professional services of your company to ensure that that risk of um, uh, making sure that it is compliant is with uh, a professional and not with yourself. So don't want to take that sort of risk there. Um, and we do have a special offer for this month, for the month of June. Anyone that brings to us their property for management, we will include one year's free worth of uh, testing and compliance um, through their company as well. So that's something to, uh, to take. Um, through our agency so do get in touch with us we do offer as we mentioned property management services as well as sales and finance so get in touch with us for that thank you so much for your time is there any thank other you. final words before we go we'll definitely put in your contact details as well but yeah no that's all i would say i think yeah. that the main thing to understand is that you know whether it be your investment or, or your family home yeah testing your smoke alarms every year make sure your batteries are replaced and that they're you know cleaned and haven't expired yeah yeah absolutely yeah Thank you very much for your attention. We'll see you guys next week. We've got the whole month of June planned, so stay tuned on our business page. We have uh, promoted the upcoming events as well, so keep a lookout for that, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Thanks. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. See you guys next time.